Coming up in this episode of the KitCast, get some deep sleep with Cryo, Fidget in Peace, and a beadbox of many games. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KitCast. Hey everybody, it is time for another episode of the KitCast, the podcast where we go out and find crowdfunding projects and let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. I'm KT Data, one half the show. That doesn't matter. This show is super, super exciting because it is the return of the great one. The one, the only, Drew Tyler, so kind, so like pure, and I, I like, I was a miss without you here. Like, it was cool yeah, that Jane and Alex one. could fill in, but That's I just cool. there was a hole in my heart not seeing you for these recordings. It has. It's probably been uh, over a month because I was out for two full shows. Um, I was just seeking myself. You know, I went and climbed a mountain, met with some uh, Tibetan monks. Like, yeah, I was just trying to find my center. Uh, I didn't. I didn't find it. I just figured I'd come back. <laughs> You, you figured, oh, well, if you can't find your center, at least I can have my center when you're here. Because I, yes. like I feel like the world is whole again when you're here. Glad I could help. Glad I could help with that. <laughs> that is what you're one, you know, your one true calling. And that and apparently trying to help the next uh, I, PewDiePie develop in your program. Yep. yep. Somehow. No, I was just thinking, I am, uh, everybody needs a Samwise Gamgee. I get to, I get to be Sam for, <laughs> for a lot of different people. That's what I am. I'm the backup guy. I'm always going to be there to give you a hug and push you forward and <laughs> cry when you misunderstand my intentions. Yeah. Well, so have have any of those students kind of stuck out yet? I know it's like early in the semester. Still early. I've got this great team of guys that came out from Iowa and found me, found me, found our program. Uh, and they've got some really good kind of film, filmic senses. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they create. Um, and I've got two Senior producers are the ones that kind of make their own show for you know every other week, and I've got a guy that just started a show called Beyond Monopoly, and he's highlighting board games, Ooh. his favorite kind of board games that are out of the norm, uh, and showing not only how to play them, but he's putting in this fantastic like B-roll and explanations and cutscenes of like what the game is like. You got to check it out; it's very good. Yeah, I'm I'm excited because funny enough, we're kind of related to crowdfunding. I was reading an article that kind of broke down the different categories and tried to see how the creative communities were centered based on crowdfunding projects. Utah is the um, second most popular city or state for for board game projects. Board gaming, how so, interesting! Is that? Um, that's that's really cool. I mean, I love playing board games, so it's always exciting to see that. Because oddly enough, people come up and ask me, "Hey, why don't you do a board gaming show?" And then I look them straight in the eye and go, "Where in the right mind do you think I actually have time to make right. another show?" I don't have enough time. So how are you doing three right now? Yes. Yes. Where where to find the time? Which I'm, so I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm questioning my sanity at some points, but I'm like, I love doing it. It is fun. It is fun. I'm hoping that I can get my students to generate some of that same content and go do lots of live things in our new studio. Um, like play these board games live on Twitch and just use that as their B roll. I know you so, should get, you should have one of them start like a D and D group. Why not? Yeah, I could, and I just play it live all the time. I, yeah, I could totally do that. I, you know, what I need to do. I need to branch out and find the gamers that are on campus, not just the digital media gamers. Yeah, that'd, that'd be fun. All right, so if you guys haven't watched the show first, of course, this is part of the tradition. After 102 episodes, this is tradition that I always have to catch up with Drew and tell the world how awesome he is because he is far well, too humble to back. say that. <laughs> he's far too humble to to say that he's that awesome, but he's cool. <laughs> So, before we jump into our projects tonight, we actually have a, a couple news stories, and this one is kind of great because I found out about this crowdfunding platform 
because they just barely got bought out, um, <laughs> which is always a good thing, right? Right, um, right. That's good. And in my research, I found out they are actually based in Salt Lake City, Utah. So it's a local platform. Um, Andrew, you you may have a little bit of a um, experience with this because, of course, you're at school. You have a lot of student athletes, and especially the digital media department, they tend to film a lot of these student athletes, yeah, right? Yeah, and one thing you discover, um, athlete or not, in college, you got no money. True, true. <laughs> they, yeah, like they spend so much money on the athletes, like flying in places, getting them to do their things, and like hosting things. But they athletes themselves, like, and some of the other clubs. If you're not basketball or football, the other clubs have to do a whole lot of chasing money. Yeah, especially hockey. We have an awesome hockey team up here, um, and they chase their own money. Yeah, well, what's crazy about it is my buddy, who's a Alex, who actually was filling in for you. He's a big hockey fan, and he's like, "Yeah, the college scene is kind of great because what happens is, sure, you have your you know your standouts that are going to get drafted to the NHL, of course." But most of them are just like psychology majors and stuff that are just there to play hockey, and obviously that's not pulling in like the big bucks like football right. or basketball is. Um, so it's more of a club than actually an actual team, <laughs> which, is, yep. which is obviously interesting. So this platform may actually help them. It is called Rally Me, and you can find it at RallyMe.com. And what it is is a crowdfunding platform that is specifically dedicated to sports teams or individual athletes raising money. Um, and like I said earlier, the reason I found it is the, the sports engine or, which is, I think an affiliate of NBC sports just bought them out. So they're actually going to have a lot more resources to infuse into this platform and kind of help. And I was looking around, they actually have some really cool associations. Like they have associations with, um, USA football, um, a bunch of cycling stuff. I don't know a lot about cycling out. I should have asked Alex about this. He knows everything about cycling. He's a professional bike mechanic. Um, you know, rowing clubs, soccer clubs. Um, curling. Don't forget curling. Oh, yeah. And lacrosse. Um, I never knew about lacrosse until somebody handed me a stick. I'm like, what's this for? Lacrosse. <laughs> um, but what you can do is, as an individual or as a team, kind of get together and do a crowdfunding platform. But this whole on this platform, it's straight just sports-related um, like this is to get Zach to the USA cycling Pan Am, I guess. And it kind of gives you the story. Most pages have, you know, your normal video. Of course it shows you how much they're raised. This guy has doubled, um, how much he's raised. And depending on, uh, where, you know, different, uh, projects, you actually do get some swag for your contributions, like postcards or signed race numbers, um, a lodge kit item. Um, this is a cool one. You can get a jersey or a bib. <laughs> Oh, which that's is, cool. Which is totally cool. Um, I hope they wash them before they hand them to you. <laughs> um, yeah, I want it real and raw. Yeah. But I don't know. Is, do you think this is good where we're getting these more specialized things? Like this one specifically for sports? Well, yeah. I think this is fantastic. If you think about like even simple things like GoFundMe, there's a there's a weird sense of GoFundMe that that is like help we're in need. And, you know, rally your friends to like pay for a, an expensive surgery or, or unexpected like – uh, you know, tragedy. Um, and so when I see somebody and I did, I had a, a friend show up and, and asked me to consult him on a project where he was trying to buy hockey gear for his kid who's going through school. And I thought, man, if you, if you put that up on GoFundMe, it has this sense it's, of like, help, I really need to pay for my kid's lifestyle. Right. Which is kind of like this, eh. but a place like this rally me has it already built in that like, Hey, sports are expensive and, and you can market it, you know, really share and, 
and push out either individually or, or as a as a team um, and really drive a, a singular place to raise funds to do fundraising and that sort of stuff so i lo- i love this i think it's fantastic yeah and i i i i love the idea that it was just built by somebody here in salt lake so that's cool um so if you you guys check that out that's rallyme.com um and uh, i can't i'm excited because they're only going to grow now because they have right. the power of nbc behind them right, right. They're, they're kind of a big thing right in the sports <laughs> world okay so for our next um news item this is kind of interesting um of course do you remember back in maybe the late 90s early 2000s right you saw a bunch of big box electronic stores all around right yes oh yeah i remember the circuit cities and the what was that ultimate electronics and your future shops and all all those yes those those were great um one of the last stalwarts of that generation is best buy and yes, we, we, hold on. We've, we've kind of seen this transition over the years that they are kind of less you walk in and you see the shelves of um, stuff that you can get more towards of a showroom type thing because they have like Apple stores inside them. They have their um, Google has their own section. They have a whole phone, you know, phone sections that mostly like Verizon employees and stuff. Yep. So how about this? They it's are, almost like the RC Willy of Showrooms, right? you have I don't know if half our, most of our listeners know what an RC yeah, Willie is. That's a Utah so thing. you walk in and it's like it's like little living rooms everywhere. Like you have to walk through acres of just living rooms. Yeah, so and that's what our Best Buy is becoming. Yeah, it's just becoming a giant showroom for things. So what they're doing is they're they're calling it the Ignite, um, and that is their initiative where they're actually bringing crowdfunded projects into the store where people can come in and try these successfully crowdfunded projects. So it's kind of like the Amazon store that we've mentioned right. before where they just have a storefront of crowdfunded items. They're going to actually do that and allow people to kind of order them online. And on bestbuy.com, they're making their own section also. Um, it seems so, kind of interesting. I am trying to think of the things that would be in there. So we're talking about like things that already got the buzz from the from the like top of um, – Kickstarter, like so. Yeah, so so some of the stuff that they're gonna put, and actually some of these yes, names are really familiar because we've talked to them before, like the Tanagram Smart Rope, which is a smart jump rope, the uh-huh, Flick uh-huh. Smart Button. We talked to those guys at CES yep, one year. Um, the Robo 3D Printer, your uh, Zuli Smart Plug, and the Nokia Bluetooth. Um, yeah, Nokia. We covered yeah. those. We covered yep. that as a project. So you'll actually be able to try some of those, um, and they also have other things that you'll find, be able to find at BestBuy.com. Do you think this is going to be a good thing for some of these projects, or is it just Best Buy really trying to say, "Hey, we're still around. Come into our stores, please." Kind of, pretty, that's please. I, I, feel, I feel like I feel like it's a very it's a good move on their part because it does it, it, it takes this gap from like, "Hey, I'm an early adopter and I found this on Kickstarter and I'm gonna sub, you know be a backer." Oh, I got my thing, um, and they're kind of bridging that gap because now you you'll be walking through and maybe you heard that but you know heard from friend or saw it in your your stream as a sponsored post and you'll walk into best buy where it's like there oh i wanted to try this i wanted to see this so i think this is a little bit more best buy kind of trying to stay i say stay relevant because they really are like the only place that you can get a lot of the tech that they sell um but yes i believe i believe that they are jumping on this in a, in a marketing fashion more than like let's support crowdfunding fashion mm-hmm. This is after the fact. This is after they funded yeah. that they actually And you've did. actually had a product. But hey, if you have a crowdfunding project that's successful already and you want to see it in one of these Best Buys, you can actually go to their website. I think it's bestbuy.com forward slash ignite. 
and you up and you submit and apply to see if they'll feature your stuff. So that may that's, be maybe good for you there, you know, because that gives you a little bit of legitimacy because you're like, hey, we're on BestBuy.com. Yeah, that's that's kind of a big deal. Agreed. All right, so before we jump into our big projects, we have a couple kick shouts tonight. Um, one of them was actually sent in by Alex, and he showed us this. It's called the Flexible. It is bendable, bouncy, flexible building um, bricks. So they're compatible with your brick building system, um, but they have like these tendons so you can bend and fold them so they're like malleable and bouncy. Um, and yet they fit with all the same other building yes, bricks. Yes, they, they are fully building brick compatible or however the legalese way to say that is. <laughs> so I back I back the uh remember my brick book? I backed the brick brick wall. The yeah. one that had that that is the uh 10 by 10 squares that you can paste on the wall to add bricks to. So this flex brick is very cool. Yeah, so now now you, oh, like they made a trampoline out of Legos. Uh, how cool how cool was it that? It doesn't get much cooler than that. Yep, so make sure you guys check them out Flexo like uh, Bender's Evil Nemesis in Futurama F L E X O on Kickstarter. <laughs> Um, and the other one, this one I just saw so cool because I love science. They are way beyond their goal. But um, back in the day when space exploration was super cool, they sent out these two probes called the Voyager 1 and 2. On them, they had this golden vinyl disc on there to help communicate the human population and Earth to the rest of the world. Forty years later, <laughs> it is their anniversary. And what they are doing now, um, Ozma Records, not affiliated with NASA, is actually going to make a final box set of the Voyager Golden Records. So you're going to have all the sounds and music and everything that they put on those Golden Records that you can play at home. Super oh. cool. Make sure you guys go check them out on Kickstarter. It's Voyager Golden Record, the 40th anniversary edition. I'm super excited for it. Um, Very cool. I'll, I'll go look at that as soon as I'm done backing the Flexo. <laughs> it's to- totally full full gold plates. Um, all right. So let's jump into... So if you guys have any kick shots you want us to mention, of course... Shoot us an email, kickcast at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash kickcast, or just tweet Drew and I at night20 at kickcast at ktdata. One of the three will get to us. <laughs> All right, so now into our big projects tonight. This is probably something that you've been, you haven't had problems with this because you found you were looking for your center of gravity, so you weren't too stressed, right? Do you have no. problems falling asleep and staying asleep? Sometimes, yes. Um, so our first project tonight is called the Cryo Sleep Performance System. It sounds like they freeze you. Yeah. Well, it's sort of actually like that. So what they discovered is that the optimal temperature for you to be sleeping is 60 to 68 degrees Fahrenheit. I know we use our space temperatures. I think it's 15.5. Um, uh, sounds very Celsius. cold. Uh, yeah, it's really cold. But what, what they found out is it, actually the colder you are, the higher quality of REM sleep you're going to get. Um, and the more you'll fall asleep, actually, faster. But re- just because like everything slows down, because it's like I'm dying, well, I'm freezing, and well, I'm shivered asleep. It, it, it sort of makes sense because it slows down your heart rate, um, and I yeah. guess the the cold, you know, dilates your blood vessels, so you can have more blood flow. Kind of makes sense, just like how athletes take ice baths after training and everything right. to further recovery. This is kind of the same idea. So what this is is a little mattress topper that you can put on top of your mattress. And then it has a little cooling unit you slip under your bed. And what it will do is via Wi-Fi, it will connect to your phone. You can control the temperature you want it at. Also, what it does, it is pairs with your Fitbit or your Up and um, a whole bunch of other different smartwatches to detect your sleep patterns. And it can actually start learning 
your sleep patterns and adjusting the temperature so you have more restful sleep. Um, and you can put an alarm on it too where it will warm you up so you wake up a little bit more naturally than you would just from mm. an alarm clock going off. It's um, a strange idea. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. It, it's water-cooled, so I think you fill out with water. That's actually one of my detractors is because I don't know the ins- installation procedure. I'm assuming you lay it on there, but do you fill it up with water or, is it, or it has some like preformed water in there or that i'm that i'm not quite sure how you do um and i'm not sure if you like plug it in or if it's battery charged or something it doesn't have a lot of um information on that because it's still in this prototype stage but it it does say um you know once you use this you actually have um gives you a better chance of falling asleep and if you're a big exerciser it actually makes your body recover faster due to the, the cold temperatures um, uh, other interesting thing part, and I didn't fact check this, but according to the, to the page, this guy's uncle was the guy who invented the waterbed. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Now that's worth, that's worth backing right there. So if you've got that, oh, wow. I mean, cause if you go through the history of the waterbed, one of the reasons why the waterbed became a thing was because when you people were laying on it they kind of enjoyed how feeling cooler and they felt like they had better rest so there may be some correlation between the temperature of the waterbed which is kind of taking out the temperature and having a colder temperature to sleep i don't know do you do you see like this is something that you'd get well i'm trying to like wrap my head around it and (laughs) i think the concept is still kind of weird to me like i i I don't want to be cold i want I thought like I know all wrapped up nice and warm and cozy. That's when I fall asleep. But this is seeming like, it's like chill we're, out. And we're we're doing yeah, we're doing it wrong. Maybe tonight yeah, maybe I'm going to sleep it. without the blankets on and see if that helps. Maybe that's maybe that's what it is. I'll tell you. I was looking at the thumbnails for the pictures at the very top, and they have one where they have just picture of the pillow and the and the blue topper. And in the thumbnail, I thought it was somebody's blue lips. So I was like, is that that's why too cold? If that person has blue <laughs> lips, like I thought it was like a close up shot of blue lips. Um, this is really strange. This is a track for me. I will watch what it does, but it, it, it looks like they're halfway halfway to the goal. Flexible goal. Um, how many days have they been running? About a month left still on this? Yeah, um, and they're looking for 50 grand, so they got 25 of that with 182 people. I'd be... It's a track for me, too, because I just wish there were a little bit more details about the actual device. Like, do you got to plug it in? How do you fill the water into the system? Maybe you pour it into the little dually that you put under the bed, and it just circulates that... There's not. Yeah. There's a little vagarity on how to implement this. Oh my gosh! Uh, did you say vagarity? I love yeah. that word now. <laughs> I don't vagarity. I don't even know if that's a real word. I'm I don't just, think it is, but I'm, I'm going to use it someday. Uh, vagarity. There is. There's a lot of vagarity. I think. Yeah. Because because I'm looking at like what looks like they took a, a a blue sheet and cut little triangle holes in it. Where's the water go in that? Like, yeah. is that it, or is it somewhere else? I'm with you. If there's some vagarity here. Yeah, and you know, if I was an English major, that would actually become a legitimate word because according to one of my, my english teacher that like literally mr feening my whole junior high to high school education if you have a master's degree you get to make up words um it, well, a master's degree in english you get to make up words it's just well i think i think yeah i think you, can. you know what? it's in urban dictionary <laughs> vagarity is in urban dictionary it's vagueness as far as planning went they were guilty of the most horrendous vagarity yeah it is the noun it is the noun of vague nice work man yeah and uh and the so what they they the this one smart thing I think they did they made it the size of a single bed so say 
you and your wife are in bed and you want different temperatures, you could get two of them and then control the temperature separately. So instead of one getting frozen, the other one and the other one being comfortable, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could work. So, yeah, this is a track. It seems like a good idea, but I just wish there were a little bit more ideas or more information on it. Right. I'm, I'm with you on the same thing. That's my track. I just wish there was a little bit more info. I'm not going to spring that much money to sleep cold. If I want to sleep cold, I'm just going to kick off a couple of covers. But I will watch and see what they do and see if this like catches on. Maybe this will be like the next waterbed craze. Yeah. And Uncle Todd could be right. Yeah. So, And that was the other thing. I I went down this rat hole researching waterbeds for some reason. Because, probably because I wanted to see this a little Find bit. out that. But apparently the reason why waterbeds didn't really pick up it's because you have to get a professional to come in and install it and stuff. So when you move, you just left the waterbed there. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, it's true. I once picked up an old bladder from a family, like an extended family. They gave my mom and dad a bladder, and I put it into. It was a queen size bladder, and I put it into a, like a single size, you know, a, a standard twin. And I didn't have enough water to fill it up to be a waterbed, <laughs> and so I really ended up laying on the wood of my twin with water down the sides like it was for like years for like years i slept on a non-water bed it was hilarious and then you got married and your wife made you get a real bed a real bed like i put a couple grand into a real bed. <laughs> all right so uh, on to our next project this is an interesting one um because are, are, are you like me drew where you can't sit still you got to be playing with something um, yes like yes, people I'm... people don't notice i i actually do this on the show a lot if you watch the video and even more so when i wasn't on the standing desk when i was actually on the exercise ball i'd be bouncing constantly <laughs> yep. Um, yep so well, what's our next project drew so our next project that i've chosen for today is one that actually is kind of making some waves uh they've been running for just about two maybe three weeks uh it's called the fidget cube it is that thing that you can play with in your pocket, on your desk, in your hand, while you're thinking, doing, or even in a meeting. It's essentially a six-sided dice, almost dice size, a little larger than a dice. But it's a cube that has these six different sides that you can just fidget with. Like, things you can do. There's a there's a clicker button. There's a, a dial switch. There's a, a clicker ball or a roller ball. Um, what else? They've got a, a glide kind of joystick top, a circling top. A worry stone side. One side is just meant to like put your thumb in and just rub back and forth like a worry stone. Um, yeah, it's just it's a, they picked six things. Oh, and the clickers. They have like it looks like the number five on a dice, right? Two, four in the corners, one in the center. And there are three of those buttons that click and actually make noises. And two of them are silenced so that you can still like get your click on without bothering people. But the whole premise behind this fidget cube is that we fidget. And this is the thing that we can fidget with. So you don't have to have a, a pen or a pencil or a cable or like whatever it is that you play around with all day long. You put this thing in your pocket and it's with you everywhere you go. And it's just something that keeps fingers going, you know, whatever it is. I'm excited about this idea because it just seems so simple and like something you could really just... Um, I guess. What do you think? I I love this because when I, I don't even remember where I learned this. This was probably some from a public speaking class or something. You know, the one that I took in my entire college career. (laughs) And here I am doing podcasts. What? Um, (laughs) Is, uh, yeah, I, I remember the teacher was like, okay, when you're actually up there, 
always make sure you have a pen or something in your hand when you're doing your presentations. So that way you don't start playing with your hands or, you know, grabbing the side and just tapping huh. on the podium um, when you're doing that. So I've made it a habit to always have something in my hand, whether it be, um, you know, your your slide clicker for the presenter, a laser pointer, something always in my hands, which is really bad when I do this show because I don't have something. So I end up playing right. with something on my desk. Um, right, right. And I and most of the time, I hope that like please don't hear it. Um, and when I, even at the desk at work, I'm always I have a flash drive that has one of those sliding things, so I'm like yes. I, I catch myself sliding the flash drive back and forth all the time, which is probably not the greatest thing for its longevity. So this is like perfect for me. I think I need to order like six of these so I can have them everywhere. <laughs> I know that's what, I think that's what's cool about them. They're, they're perfectly small size and shape. What's brilliant about this, if if you haven't seen the project yet is that somehow they did everything right. They have got every company that's done an ad, ad on them. And I don't know if they, you know, how they, like, I, I really want to know, like, interviews with, with the guys that launched this. Did they send out press release to all of these people at Mashable and Uncrate and CNET and Geek Dad? Like, did they blanket this thing and then just get ready to launch? So and, I actually read a little bit about this. Oh, curious. Um, about very, these very guys. Curious. They've got coverage. And, and we should yep. mention that they've hit 5.1 million already. Yes. For selling a cube that's like the size of a dice. Yeah, so they wanted 15,000. Yes, wow. Can you believe this? <laughs> so what happened was actually most of their traffic actually came from Facebook. And because, what, in sponsored ads? Uh, not in sponsored ads. That's that's the funny thing. It goes back to one of the basic things that we kind of remind people, creators, to do all the time is make a good Kickstarter video. You make a good video. What happened was their video was really good. They liked it. One of those large um, websites that repost videos, they actually uploaded their video. And within that week, all the big sites had picked it up and posted it onto their, their Facebook pages. And that's where their traffic started picking up. It was once that video got posted on one of them, people just started showing up and backing the project. And that's when they saw their kind of big lift. Was their, So they made a really good Kickstarter video. It's kind of... Uh, they kind of did yeah. it like the the prescription, the the you know your drug yes. videos. Um, yes, like you need this and this will solve your problems. And if you uh, have swelling for more than four hours, go see your doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and yeah, the article is mentioning like yeah, most of our traffic came from Facebook, and it wasn't from sponsored or anything. It was our video was went viral, and that's how people found out about the fidget cube. Um, it's a good. It is. You're right. It's a very solid video that says here's the problem. And it, and it spoke to everybody, like, here's the problem. We all have this problem. Here's a fix. Here's an idea. And it just made you go, I would so use that. So then people back. That's that's exactly what I did. I actually saw Dr. Hazlett, Dr. Robin Hazlett, uh, had backed it, and I got a little alert. Mm-hmm. Hey, your friend did this. I went and looked at that from there, watched the video, and backed it that same day. I was like, yep. I even, even Peach jumped in. We've got a, <laughs> we've got a two-pack. Oh. Because I showed her, I was like, would you? And because I, I don't see her as a fidgeter, but as soon as I showed her to her, she's like, "I'd use that. I would yeah, totally use yeah. that." So, like, yeah, I'm I'm looking at this because you you actually because I was gonna back this when I first found it. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, I actually found it before it went viral because uh-huh. I'm prepping for the show, right? And I was like, "Yeah, it's okay." Um, and then like the day later, it just blew up. I'm like, <sighs> I am. I think got a little stretch, some stretch goals to change the color and Kickstarter colors and stickers and yeah. And then, really oh, just... carrying case is coming if you can hit mm-hmm. another three hundred thousand in the next few weeks. Oh, they'll they'll do it. I'm I'm tempted to back the uh, five pack <laughs> and just leave one in every office. Yeah, story. so I'll leave one here. I'll leave one at work. I'll leave one in my car. 
Um, you know, I'll put one in a in a, in one of my bags just in case. <laughs> Good, in case you get to a meeting and you don't have one. That's cool. Yeah, because because I will do the pen thing and it's bad. Um, or or I'll do the foot shaking thing. Well, one of my friends. Oh, uh, I'm a foot shaker. Like I would get these death looks in the middle of our class when she's sitting next to me, and it's because I was, you know, shaking my foot and not realizing it. Like um, the knee bouncer. Yeah, the uh, it was pretty bad, and like. Everybody else would look around and like, what'd he do to piss her off? But <laughs> like, what, right when I saw him, like, I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> um, so yeah, this one's a back for me too. Um, I really, yeah, the five pack's gonna be mine because it has all these cool colors too. I didn't even see this the first time around. Was all their all the different colors that they're gonna have? So they have their yes. dice, their graphite, their midnight, um, their aqua. So I can get a whole bunch of these. I'm I'm definitely getting one of the Kickstarter editions, um, and then they're gonna have a fan voted one, so that's gonna be exciting. I don't know what I, the retro is, retro, but whatever. <laughs> it's gonna be, I, I I have no doubt that they're gonna they're gonna hit that stretch goal and and uh, and it just sounds you know they'll they'll probably come up with other things and sell on their website like uh, accessories to your fidget you know like the Mondo fidget I could just see one this big and be like. <laughs> That would be fun, dude. I'd 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 have that on the show, just yep. hanging back next to the eight bit lamp. Great, yeah, that'd be a great piece. Yeah. yeah, so like, yeah, this this one's definitely a back for me. Um, I just realized what the retro is. It's actually NES color, so the pen click buttons they're red. Nice. So nice. <laughs> All right. So for our last project of the night, this is the one you guys voted for, and this one won by a landslide. Um, so we were kind of talking about your students, right? Yes. He showcasing his um his favorite board games and stuff. And I know that you occasionally play board games when you go to your sisters. Yes. Yep. Totally. Um, and I, so I don't know if you have this problem or not because I don't know how many board games you own, but they tend to start taking up space, right? Yes. Just I don't have that many because I, because we don't play as, as much, but yeah, uh, I, I have, a fair, take up space. I have a fair amount to say the least. Um, if any of you guys know my collecting habits, yeah, mm-hmm. um, so they do take up a lot of space, and the problem is I like to go, especially over the holidays. Go to we, my family goes visits my cousins, which are down the street, but far away enough where I can't just like come back home if I need something, right? Right. Um, so we like to play board games, and usually I'm the one bringing the board games. the The big problem with it is I'm like, okay, which board game do I take to go play with them, right? Our next project is called the Bead Game Box. And it actually may solve my, the problem that I have. So it's actually a, um, a, a all-in-one board game set. It comes with these modular boards that you can actually size to different settings. Um, and then it comes with beads and dice. And then it comes with these overlays you can put on the board. So you, if you say you want to make a checkers board, you can actually put on the, a checkers mat to it. Um, so on top of that, it also comes with an iPhone app. Um, which is actually, just, or not an iPhone app, a web app, so you can load it on your own phone and everything, that will actually show you how to use the different modular pieces to set up the game that you want, um, even if you don't have the overlay. And it will show you the rules, and if, say, you know, somebody made a one-player variation or a three-player variation for a normally two-player game or something like that, right? they actually would put that together. And in total, they say, if you get the XL edition, there's 108 traditional games from cultures around the world that you can actually play with this set alone. 
Interesting idea. So I, I, I like the idea of just, you know, you take this box of beads and you take these boards and these boards look beautiful. They're, they're like th- this clear board with a grid on it and you can just place the, the actual um, tempered glass beads on top of them. It's like such a simple idea. And the biggest you can get is a 19 by 19 size, um, which sounds big, but I actually know why, what game they actually use that for. Because um, I, I have one of the traditional boards in my house. Again, um, Pokemon's. No, what is it? It's it's actually an old Japanese game called Go, a Chinese game called Go. So it's Go Ban J- Japan, Go in China, but it's older than chess, and it's um an area controlling game, and it needs that nineteen by nineteen grid to do it, and you can use the beads huh. as your pieces. Um, which I I love the modularity of it because it shows you kind of the different setups that you can actually do. So the XLs, this is your nineteen by nineteen, which is in the middle. You have your single, double, triple, um, and different kind of things, and it's pretty creative on the kind of games. I didn't even think of this. You can actually play Battleship with this because you have so many different beads. You can just do different combinations of size ships. Oh yeah, uh, and then you set them up, and then they just they're modular. Like you just say, I have this many ships, I have that many ships, yeah. and then they call it. And then they also have these beautiful, beautiful like overlays that come with the case too. So they actually have this cool carrying case where all the inserts and the beads and stuff all fit in. And you know, you have your phone wherever you go. Right. Um, yes. <laughs> and there's all these different games. Like some of these games, I don't even know how to play and I kind of want to learn how to play, which is great because you can read on the phone how to play and have it right next to you without having to, you know, go buy out another set of stuff. Um, this is amazing. I have so my parents many years ago before I had kids, probably about yeah, ten years ago, gave me a giant board game set that was probably about a foot by a foot cube. I mean, it's huge, made out of wood, and in this thing, the bottom would hold a couple of beads and, and different pieces, and then uh, there were slide-in drawers, big thick wooden ones, and it was pretty. But it's been a beast to carry around. I I like this because, and I think it was only like seven games on that one, maybe. Yeah. So this is huge. Yeah, and there, there's like these cool games that I'm like, I want to learn how to play this. Um, they, they, you know, they have have won like nine men's Morris from the Roman Empire. I'm like, what is that? But that sounds cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, snakes and ladders, but you know, the classic board game. That's actually a um game from India that you can actually play with this. Of course, there's Ludo, which is the original Sari that you can play with this. Um, Tab. Uh, Tonkin from China, like there's so many of these, and I'm like, I wanna, I wanna learn how to play all these board games. Like, would you get one of these? I think I would. Like, uh, what what's their price? So, I, so they they're just about ready to hit their goal, right? Because they're about a thousand dollars off. What's yep. the price? To so back? it depends on what you what kind of games you want included. Um, they have different versions of it. So the level level one has, um, I think it was like thirty games, if I remember okay. correctly. Um, that one is in space points, um, about $38 United States, which seems like a lot, but if you think about it, an average board game in the U S is about 30 to $50. Uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's for one game. This is multiple games. Um, if you want the level two, yeah, it's 36 games on the plane board, which is the base set. Um, on the level two is you get the base set and one expansion, um, and you, I think you get to pick one of the expansions. You can get the greatest hit or the mind, mind games. Um, and so that's 36 plus whatever the expansions. The level three, you can get two expansions, um, which is $71. Uh, 
and the XL version, which is the version I'd get because you get everything. Everything <laughs> is ninety nine dollars, which is honestly, there are some board games yeah. that are ninety nine dollars. Right, right. Still a steal and deal. Like there's just about everything you want there. That's amazing. Yeah, totally a back for me on this one. I, I think it's a fantastic, um, fantastic idea to, to make it so accessible and to make it kind of compact and modular like this. This is definitely a back. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to go for a back. And the funny thing is, it's probably going to duplicate a whole bunch of games I have, but I don't care. I want it. <laughs> and I just love how compact it is too. So. Because, I mean, I bet you could probably even play chess with it. I don't know how many different colored beads you have, but it might be possible. That's all you need, right? You only need a set of colors for for each piece, and you could just say, okay, my red's my king, my blue's my... Yeah, I think you totally could. Yeah, and and if they don't, it's probably good anyways, because I suck at chess. (laughs) 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 All right, so now it's time for our sack of the week! So Um, excited for this. this This is a great one. So are you still playing Pokemon Go? I do on occasion. I uh, I don't hunt as much, but yes, I'll pull, I'll pull it up and catch mm-hmm. a few things here and there. Yeah, I'm just waiting for Amazon to get back the Go Plus daily thing. Have you heard about that? Go Plus for Amazon? It, yeah, so it's a Bluetooth device that you pair with your phone, and it keeps track of the distance you traveled without having the app open or your phone on, uh, so it saves on battery life. And if you get close to a Pokestop, it will blink a specific color, and you can hit it, and oh, it will wow. automatically spin it for you. And if you go across a Pokemon, you can actually hit it, and it will throw a Pokeball and let you know if you caught it or not. That's kind of cool. Without having that app open. Yeah, without pulling out the phone. It's sold out everywhere. I'm waiting for it to come back in stock so I can get one for myself. (laughs) Uh, That's pretty cool. But this is not about the Pokemon Go Plus. It is about Pokemon, and they're calling it Pokemon the Movie. (laughs) What? Um, And this is is great because it's a live-action movie these guys in France want to create a 30-minute Pokemon live-action short film and more. I don't know what about the and, and more. more. Um, but he's talking about how childhood was a simpler time um, where you know you spent your day, days daydreaming at school. This guy's not great at punctuation either. <laughs> about what it like to be a Pokemon master, and then you whip out your Game Boy Color and you play and uh, you know you do all that stuff um, with it. But what he wants to do is make a live action short of it. And I don't know how to describe this other than to show you guys. Yeah, I think that's probably the best way. I, I wonder if we're going to get a DMCA for this music. Maybe. So for all you guys watching and listening is he pretty much he's throwing a Pokeball and then he digitally imposes the Pokeball opening and then putting a 3D Charmander in front of him. It's almost like he cut it right out of the cartoon, too. Yeah. And he's, he's catching a Pikachu right now. <laughs> and the stars and everything pop up. There's a Blastoids that's not to scale. Uh. <laughs> I just realized he's not even throwing a real Pokeball when he's throwing it. It's just imposed over his hand. Yeah, it's just yeah, exactly. It's bouncing. Um, but yeah, Pokemon live action. Yeah, that's what he wants to do. He's reached his goal though because he wanted right. one dollar. He wanted a whole dollar and he got it. He's already at five dollars and eighty-five cents to make this thirty-minute movie. Uh, I think that would buy him like a spice latte while he's 
like superimposing these cartoon pictures over the top of no the keep world. in mind he's in france oh yes okay okay I, I, in that case i think that much can get him beer in france there you go that's all i don't know i haven't been in europe in a while i just know soda and beer about the same price uh, <laughs> um but yeah uh Okay. I just I, there's there's a lot of problems with this. Obviously, yeah. the, the the elephant in the room is the fact that you you can't probably make a Pokemon live action movie without he, some sort of infringement. But on... he he says it's fair use under copyright law. You just gotta say it's fair use, right? That's all you have to do. Is just as say a teacher, it. you know, like that's that's what you do, right? That's all you have to do. No, so the reason why nobody's gonna come knocking on your door and Nintendo's not gonna take anything from you is it's not because it's fair use, like. It's because you're not going to make any money. Yeah, and, uh, like it's not going anywhere. So no offense, kid, but that was kind of really bad CG. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he'd written something about that too, about how it was like, we're going to make this nonprofit. It's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, original tone. We talked about it. He just talked about how, like it's it's going to be neat. But uh, oh yeah, sweet acting, awesome Pokemon animations, and of course Pokemon battles. Yeah, except and then, and then in my mind I'm like. Not pictured here. And I, I, you, you probably teach this to your students, right? If you're gonna make a feature film or any kind of film, right, you hire real actors. Don't, don't, don't use your friends, right? Right, right. <laughs> it, it makes a big difference if you have somebody that knows what they're doing, uh, and hire a real like CG artist. You know, it made, it, he had a goal of a dollar. Maybe that's what it cost to yeah. buy his friends. Um, project wise, this is the this is the problem, and I I saw this on like all our sacks of the week this time is. He has one tier level. If you pledge a hundred euros, which is one hundred thirteen dollars US, you will get a shout out on their channel. And there's wow, that's the only level. That is see that, that that's such a. You're right. Uh, the ones that we sack a lot. That is like they're just not thought through at all. Nobody's yeah. gonna I, drop a hundred dollars yeah. to get a shout. And out. I know there's that back this project button, right? But it is entirely a psychological and visual yep. thing that you put that $1 thing there because yep. when you do, people are like, oh, I can back this low. When you don't have it on there, they're like, oh, the lowest I can back is $100. I'm not going to back it for that much. Yep. yep. Um, this is uh, this one, This one, although uh, I'm not even sure I'd put a dollar on there for a shout-out. <laughs> although he's made his goal. Does that mean he has to make it now? Like he, um, he Yeah, it? pretty much. But I have so a feeling he's, he's the backer for <laughs> He's put his own five dollars and eighty five cents in. Of course, it was in it's a, euros, it's, right? So yeah, so it's one 20. euro. <laughs> oh, yep, one euro. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. Poor guy. Yeah, poor guy. I mean, I wonder if this is a joke or something. But you know, <laughs> set a realistic goal. This is a little too realistic. <laughs> um, actually, I, so uh, actually, I set a realistic goal and an achievable goal. This is probably achievable, but not realistic for a budget to make something like this. Right. I, I wish it would have put in there like, Hey, as part of a class assignment, I'd love to make this happen. Help me like fulfill my class assignment because that's part of the fair use, you know, the study, the critique of, yes. right. Then it'd be like, I'm going to try and make this happen and he could learn and better his skills. And, you know, we could support him. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be more willing to help him if he's like, hey, I'm a student in film school or whatever. Is there a CG right. school? I don't know. Um, <laughs> French CG school. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be more willing to do that. But yeah, this is definitely not fair use, kid. Um, you may want to pay attention a little bit more in class. 
Um, I believe. I, don't you offer an entire course on the legality of the movie yes. making? Yes, I have an entire like communication law class that, that goes right into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Uh, so that's our sack of the week, and unfortunately, that is the end of this episode. Drew, I am so glad you're back. I don't know how, how, how much I can say that, but I, 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 I do cherish and enjoy these times. Um, and I hope cherish home... is a word. I don't know the song, but yeah, I uh, this is this is becoming a this is becoming a theme in all the all the shows I create. I I'm I'm almost to the point where I think I need to get all of us together, and we're just going to make a musical. Because you have like parasocial relationships with your co-hosts because you only see them virtually. So yes, you got to get us together. Because <laughs> everybody apparently likes to sing, so let's make a musical somehow. I love it. I feel like I've got mood lighting. I don't have my lights or anything in this room, and I'm behind the main light, and so I just sit here like witness protection program. Wait, you're so like, dramatic right up. now. It is. It's I, like a I, silhouette. Like, here, let me lean back. Maybe, maybe I should like get you one of those prop cigarettes so you can just be smoking it throughout the whole episode like, and uh, then i would i would say less i'd just be like yes this is a project that uh, <laughs> so you want to back this project i see <laughs> <laughs> funny well it's been a good show thanks for letting me join you again yeah. i'm back baby. yep so if you guys are glad that drew's back or if you have projects you want us to feature or talk about shoot us an email of course kickcast at ktdata.net Leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash kickcast, or tweet us at night20 for that beautiful man. Actually, just tweet that man and say, you're awesome. Thanks for being back. Um, I, love at, I love your tweets. <laughs> yeah, I can't it up for myself. If you want to hear stories about my mom and Pokemon, playing Pokemon Go, it, entertaining. It's, it's a good time. Uh, <laughs> we're at kickcast. Of course, our show notes at kickcast.net. And of course, for all the people live, like Laser Norm, you rock. Um, you can find that at live.kickcast.net or just pay attention to our social media channels because they'll be there somewhere. And if you're on Facebook, you can just keep the page open. It'll show up automatically. Um, our next episode is going to be, oh, Jesus, sorry, October. Um, October something. <laughs> October 11th, because yep. I can math right. Um, yep. 2016 and... You know, maybe by then Drew will give us hints on what his Halloween costume will be. I got no clues, man. I'm not, I'm not going out. <laughs> I did find out that my neighborhood's having three Halloween parties on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So I will be dropping the kids off three nights of the week. So that means we can play video games on Friday, right? Oh, great idea. I like. <laughs> I love <Good>. this idea. <laughs> I want to play some projection mapping and make... I do that every year. I put something on my garage door that's kind of entertaining. Yeah, so that's always that. cool. So It's fun. What you should do is just put a picture of you sitting at your desk in your office, grading papers and just putting F's on all of them. That's the Halloween <laughs> spirit. I'm <laughs> just sitting there failing people left and right. And so as the kids are like trick-or-treating and they come by and look at it, they'd be like, oh, that's horrible. I love it. That's a great idea. All right, guys. We will see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye.